0: Two years ago, I put the brakes on a travel podcast called The Expats. Life got busy, and finding time to talk with Canadians living abroad became a lower priority. And it was nice to take a break, sure. But I realized I missed it. I missed hearing stories from Canadians about their lives outside Canada, and it wasn't just a voice in my head either. An old friend and former roommate of mine would periodically message me asking about the podcast, talking about the opportunity to do things like live shows, saying she knows people in far-flung places. That person is now the producer of this podcast that we're spinning back up. Her name is Julie Elford, and she'll join me in a moment for a special interview. Welcome back to the podcast that used to be called The Expats. Soon you'll see it appear in your feeds as Canadians Away. And I am once again, your host, Adam Rosenhart, based out of Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Julie Elford is a well-seasoned traveler, an extrovert, and the new producer of this show, Canadians Away. Julie, thanks for joining me and for helping bring this podcast to life. Hi, Adam. Thanks. So you're a, you're a seasoned traveler, certainly from my perspective, when were you first bit by the travel bug?
1: Okay, first time. I think, um, in all honesty, I I almost didn't get into university um, because I was accepted into um, where... I think I was accepted to U of A. I really wanted to go to McEwen. And so when I didn't right away get accepted to McEwen, I thought, you know what? Maybe I'm going to, I might go traveling instead. And then um, probably a couple, a couple, like a month before school started, I got accepted to McEwen and I went. And it's really interesting because if I hadn't, gone to university right away i don't know that i would have so it's probably a good thing but it was right um right from the get-go all through university that's all i thought about is i'm doing my practicum abroad i'm doing my practicum abroad so it was um probably just at the end of high school um i always knew i wanted to travel um, and even as a child, I guess, when we were traveling, my parents would say, I would be placed and be like, I go up to strangers. Like you said, I'm an extrovert. I'd go up to strangers as a child and be like, how do I get to live here? <laughs> so <laughs> I, I guess you could say it's always been there, but it probably really struck me as like having the actual, um, uh, you know, autonomy to do that as a, a young adult. So probably yeah. around high school. Yeah.
0: So where was the first place you went, uh, by yourself without your parents?
1: Uh, so I mean, without, you know, there's also school trips and things like that. So like on my own, I'm not, you know, with a friend even would probably be in New Zealand. That's mm. where I did my practicum for school. Um, and that was my first time on my own. But that said, I also landed there knowing I was gonna be in homestays. So it was my first kind of on my own solo, but then there were some homestays. Uh, And then from there, you know, uh, traveling from there is kind of when it was more and more on my own. I did a lot of solo travel. And as a female, there's, of course, always interesting stories that come with that. Um, But uh, that's, yeah, the first time was during my practicum way back in 2005.
0: You've been to New Zealand, obviously, where else in the world have you been?
1: Um, well, I won't list them all. But I I mean, it's probably been around 30 or so countries. Um, wow. The ones Yeah, the ones I've stayed and lived in though the longest. So I have um, lived and worked abroad. Uh, I did New Zealand, Australia, uh, Thailand were probably kind of the biggest longest stays. And then also in Europe, I just kind of whole Europe tour and lived in Scotland and worked there for a while. Um, so yeah, I lived and worked in, uh, I guess, a few different places. And then, uh, you know, Central America, um, lots of places that I still want to go as well. So (laughs)
0: yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And when you were, when you were staying for these sort of longer stays in some of these countries, did they feel like second homes or was maybe they did feel like second homes, but was Canada always the place you were going to return to? Yeah. It's
1: so funny. So I know there's a, brand out there that says still in Edmonton, I really should get one of those shirts. Cause um <laughs> I was born and raised in Edmonton. And yeah, I I, I kind of refer to it when I talk to people as a boomerang. Like uh the first time I went away to New Zealand, I had friends who thought I was never gonna come home. <laughs> they just thought Julie's gonna go away, meet somebody and she's gonna go stay and live abroad. And And it's not, I I keep coming back. So I can say, it's like a boomerang, you go travel, go check places out, go live somewhere for a while and then come on back. Um, There's, I think with traveling, one of the things is I've really um, had this growing appreciation for Edmonton and for Canada. But the places I've traveled have been also um, first language, English, you know, culturally not too different. So it's been Mm. fairly easy to settle in, I would say. Um, But some of my more, mm, I want to say memorable because all my experiences are memorable, but more visceral experiences have probably been those places that are a little more uncomfortable um, because uh, they are a little bit more culturally different. There's language barriers and, um, you know, you're kind of thrust into a bit more of a I guess visceral experience <laughs> yeah.
0: so yeah well let's talk about maybe one or two of those you call them visceral experiences I'm calling them <laughs> weird experiences does yeah. anything come to mind like is there a standout story for you in your travels
1: um yeah, I would say there's actually um more than one I mean there's just so many different experiences with um I would say random experiences where again traveling alone um and being in a place where the language is different, so a couple examples of that would be um, in Central America. I speak a little bit of Spanish, but not really enough. Um, and you know, you get dropped off on the side of a road and told, "Yeah, it's that way through that field," and you're literally in the middle of nowhere. Kind of like, whoa, what do I do now? <laughs> so <laughs> you're really forced to kind of depend on yourself. You know, um, I was either you know ahead of t- uh, the time when cell phones were really, really something that everyone carries now, right? So it was a bit different in that sense. Uh, And now, um, and so you can just like whip out your phone and look up where you were, um, or I'm being stubborn and I don't want to bring a phone maybe because I want that. (laughs) experience for some odd reason. Um, I want that really uncomfortable experience. And so, uh, just kind of being in these situations where you're like walking along this road, not sure if you're going to make it to your destination, having no idea where you're dropped off, um, not really being able to talk to locals because you're in a small town where, um, the first language is, you know, whatever it is of that uh, particular country. And, and so, um, those have been kind of the experiences that really stand out to me. Or, I mean, even in, um, times when, um, I remember doing biking in Ireland. I mean, it's an English speaking country, but uh, I was reading the signs and I still got lost. And I thought (laughs) I was going to have to sleep a night in the gutter because I couldn't find a way. No one was passing by on the roads. I'm on my bicycle. And uh, it turns out that uh, because all the locals know their way around, uh, the road signs were all flipped around. They weren't facing the right directions. And no one told me that I found oh, out man. afterwards, you know, just these little things like that, where you kind of just um, go out and do go out and do exploring or uh, trying to find a, a place to stay. And it's like in itself, this adventure. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, I know the first time I landed in, in Thailand was definitely one of those experiences because um, that was my very first time being on my own in a non-English speaking country. And I remember the first thing I wanted to do was like call my family because I was just like, I I felt so uncomfortable and and so out of place. And um, I just wanted to hear something familiar, and so when I when I heard, you know, their hello, um, I felt like this relief wash over me. I just remember that feeling, and um, it was so funny because it was only brief. Um, I'd been in, you know, New Zealand and Australia and I'm thinking I'm the seasoned traveler. I'm so, you know, I- I'm so overconfident at this point. And then, you know, you land somewhere and um you have no idea what you're doing. You don't know where you're going. I remember being so embarrassed when uh my parents asked me like, "Well, where are you?" and I was still at the airport. <laughs> I was just so embarrassed to tell them that. <laughs> and they're like, "Well, where are you going?" and I was even more embarrassed to say, I don't know. Like I didn't have a place to stay. I didn't know where I was going. I didn't speak the language. I had no idea what's going on. And, and it just seems now looking back, like how silly was I? Um, <laughs> because, you know, it's it's one of those things where my research was basically going to a library in New Zealand and scribbling down, scribbling some notes down from a lonely planet because I couldn't even take it out as a non-resident. Like I couldn't take it out. So I scribbled some notes down and then I got... Um, a friend of a friend who actually you've interviewed on the podcast. um, They uh, said, yeah, make sure you get to Kosan Road. So that's what I went with, like a page of scribbled notes and get to Kosan Road. Um, So, you know, being young and naive, it's uh, kind of uh, funny thinking back at that. Um, But uh, yeah, anyway, and I just, you know, uh, I think one of the things I learned at that time though, was to kind of put on this shield of, even though you have no idea what's going on, don't let anyone know and, (laughs) Just pretend, you know, where you're going, you know, what's up and just like walk with confidence, look straight ahead, pretend, you know, what's going on. And I've kind of used that throughout my uh, travels uh, solo just pretending I know what I'm doing mm-hmm. <laughs> or uh, another another tactic I've I've um, used since then is also um, finding finding um, families in airports or finding families in like travel center hubs and kind of latching on with them. And um, uh, And usually I've, I've been able to find like people who have been there before or who are like, yeah, come with us. We'll help you get around. And so I've gotten really resourceful (laughs) in that sense. Um, But yeah, so it's just uh, the daily things that are kind of out of the ordinary because you're in a new environment.
0: Totally. Well, that brings us to this show. Um, You Mm -hmm. and I chatted a few months ago about starting this up again and you producing. What was it about? What was it that interested you uh, about producing the show?
1: Yeah, well, um, I think just, um, having traveled and worked abroad, it's just something I'm naturally drawn to. Like I, I basically, my twenties were supporting a lifestyle that allowed me to travel. And so, um, that's kind of what I've done. Like you mentioned, I've poked you a few times being like, we should do a live or you should do live. Wow. And, um, I want to do a speaker series. I used to host like travel talk nights with friends, uh, just to, it's, it's kind of this camaraderie that, um, you have with people who've traveled and and sometimes just being able to share and and share those stories is really nice because sometimes you come back like when i came back from my first big trip it was like new zealand this australia that new zealand this and people are kind of like yeah okay like i don't get it (laughs) i don't really (laughs) get where you're coming from and so um you know sharing those stories and and having people kind of to talk with who have had those experiences um it has been it's just a really nice thing like even again another one of your your uh I guess the uh, guests on the show mentioned I went to visit them when they were away and they they said, you know, it's really nice because now when I get home, you're going to be able to know what I was talking about. Um, mm. You're going to know about that little shop. You're going to get how I got my groceries at the market. I'd ride my scooter there and, you know, get my groceries and you're going to understand that. And so just that um, sharing is is really fun. But I think for listeners, it's really important. Like there's so many different ways to travel and work abroad. There's not one way. Um, you know, there's really formal. You can go on tours if you're just traveling. You can do work exchanges and there's companies that actually help you. um do all the paperwork and do all that if you're going to work abroad, or there's the really informal ways, which I know I've heard um, lots of different stories on the podcast around that is, you know, people just showing up <laughs> sort of mm-hmm. like, that's kind of how I've, I've done it. I've showed up in places and then applied for jobs and learned that, um, you know, that sometimes they look for different things in different countries and, and you learn kind of the hard way, but um, <laughs> there is that method too, is just showing up. So.
0: Totally. Um, you know, you've mentioned uh, a few times, this, this friend of yours that I've spoken to, uh, did an episode with her in the original series yeah. and she, she came back to Canada. So we interviewed her again to find out mm-hmm. what her experience has been like since then. So are there any other um, places that we go to this season? Cause you've been booking all the guests mm-hmm. that you're looking forward to hearing about in particular.
1: Um, I don't know necessarily about the place specifically, but I think it's more to just the stories of different people who have lived and worked in a few different places. So to be able to get that perspective of what is it like to live and work in this place compared to this place with the same person, because everyone kind of reacts and responds differently to different situations. So my experience living in, let's say Scotland, could be very different than somebody else living in Scotland. So to have Mm -hmm. the same person share their perspective on different uh, countries will be really interesting, I think. Uh, And also the reverse culture shock as well. So the example you were just talking about, you know, um, having somebody who's lived away for a few years, uh, and then to come back into re, you know, reenter where they grew up that culture, and to see kind of now they've been away for so many years. What is that like coming back to this? And so I think that'll be really interesting. So more just around the experience, different types of experiences uh, people have and the different ways they're experiencing um, the same person experience different places.
0: Yeah. When, when I was doing the show as the expats uh, it was, my objective to try and hit as many, um, countries as possible, mm. different, different countries. But to your point, I think it's more interesting to hear about the experiences of people, regardless of where they are, because they're all so different. And, yeah. uh, you know, the stories, like I was telling you before we hit record about a weird story, <laughs> we're going to hear this season about a woman who basically had to flee Oman. Um, and it's just wild. So I'm really looking forward to that.
1: Yeah. And like you said, too, you know, people with families who, you know, are doing this with kids or um, people who also um, have, it's, you know, it's different too when, people are just for the first time and they're in their like first few months of moving somewhere new. It's like this honeymoon phase they have with where they're living and they're figuring things out and everything's kind of all over the place, it's a bit chaotic um, versus somebody who's lived somewhere for 10 years or four years or uh, whatever the case is. And they've maybe started a business. Um, like, you know, there's one, I know we have one where they, they actually, they've lived there for many years they've started a business. And so what's that like being like, you no longer feel like an expat. This is like your new home. Um, and so yeah. I think some of those stories would be really interesting as well.
0: Yeah, awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining me for this quick preview, Julie.
1: You're very welcome, Adam. I'm looking forward to hearing everyone's stories.
0: Right on. And stay tuned. We start releasing episodes in a few weeks, starting with an interview I did with Lauren, a Canadian who's lived in South Korea, Panama, and most recently Bali, but who had to come back to Canada at the beginning of the COVID crisis to have her second child. I've been your host, Adam Rosenhart. Julie Elford is our producer. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to Canadians Away uh, wherever you download your podcasts. And make sure you leave us a nice, juicy five-star review. (laughs) That would help us a lot. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll catch up again with our season premiere in a couple of weeks.